0: Thank you, Lord. You're worthy of all the honor and praise. Yes, you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. (laughs) that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, things in earth, things in heaven, things under the earth, and every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, you are, Lord. Jesus, we thank you. we give you praise we give you you praise we give you honor you deserve it all Lord and we are so grateful today we thank you Father for being our God and our Father thank you for this great salvation thank you for Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior provided this thing for us that we might have life and that more abundantly we thank you Father God we thank you we thank you we thank you glory to God we're grateful for all that you've given us you've given us everything that pertains to life and godliness in you we lack nothing thank you Father thank you Lord We are so grateful today, Lord. As we enter this portion of the service, we ask that you walk us through it. That we who have ears will hear with the Spirit of God saying unto the churches. That you would touch our ears, teach us to listen, and touch our eyes that we might perceive Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus Christ an applause, everybody. Yes, indeed. Amen. We are in chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2. Just want to remind you some things. Praise God. Remind you that we've been circumcised, not with the physical, natural circumcision, but we've been circumcised in the extent that our sins have been cut away from us. And removed, just like the foreskin is removed from the boy or the man, it, our sins have been cut and removed from us. Amen? And you know, that doesn't grow back. I'm talking about that foreskin. It doesn't grow back, y'all. Okay? In case you're wondering, it doesn't grow back. And just like our, that doesn't grow back, your sins don't come back. Jesus takes away my sins. The songwriter was right. He said, He took my sins away. Right? And so your sins are taken away, and your sins are forgiven. You are, comp- you are forgiven in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You are totally forgiven. Amen. In Christ Jesus, and so we appreciate what the Lord has done for us. Amen. Amen. We appreciate because He's done. He's done all the work. <laughs> There's somebody. So some, somebody's trying to work their way into heaven. Lord, have mercy. And Jesus has done all the work for that, from the forgiveness of our sins to the placing us in heavenly places, to to uh, um, the spirit of adoption that makes us sons and daughters of the living God. He's given us everything that He has. He has shared with us. We are heirs and joint heirs with Him. He's even given us the relationship that He has with the Father. He allows us to have that relationship too. Amen. So we're so grateful today. We're so grateful. And so in Colossians chapter 2, it says that he not only did that, and we've been forgiven, having forgiven us our trespasses. In chapter, excuse me, in verse 14, it says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. That means another word for against. And took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So all the rules, remember we talked about how the law is for the lawless and rules are for the unruly, right? And that's why we have to have these rules because we can't govern ourselves sometimes. Um, and we, we can't live by love, so we have to have rules. And the rules keep us on track if we obey them, all right? And so the law of Moses was set up that way, but the law of Moses couldn't save anybody, Amen. What it did was it it held up a standard that we could not achieve. And so because we could not achieve the standard, the Lord made a way for our sins, our transgressions, and our bad behavior to be covered, right? And he did that through animal sacrifice. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So the animal sacrifice covered the sins on the Day of Atonement, which was a little while ago, right? The sins are covered, but you had to do it every year. What Jesus Christ has done, the Christ, the son of the living God, the one who was without sin, went to the cross to pay for our sins. Right? And he paid for our sins, so we don't have to pay for it. Okay? And that's why it says that those things were nailed to the cross. So all the laws that pointed out our sins, that pointed out to us, they say, you're a sinner, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. Why are you a sinner? Because you can't keep this law. So we're sinners. And we're also born in sin, too. Well, We won't blame you for that. You're born in sin like everybody else. But the keeping of the law, we are unable to do it. Even at our best, our very best, we can't maintain it, we can't keep it, we can't meet that standard, we will sin, we will miss the mark every time. All right, so here's what we understand. So that... It says, "Blotted out." The ordinances, the rules, the accusing of you has been blotted out. I'm not saying the law of the Lord is blotted out. No, I'm saying what's blotted out is the thing that accuses you of your wrongdoing. It's as if it was on a whiteboard and you just erased it. Okay, all your stuff was written on the whiteboard and the Lord just came and erased it, wiped it out, all right? All that was done on the cross. And look what it says in verse 15. This is what I want to get to. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphant over them in it. Then when Jesus went to the cross, that, that Jesus, that same humble, loving man, Right that, that healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, rebuked a lot of folk, taught the disciples, taught the apostles, walked on water, and did all those things, right? None of that stuff matter if he had not risen from the dead. okay All that good stuff is great, and I love it, but none of those none of those things matter if he had not risen from the dead. So when he went to the cross. When he went to the cross, and he was buried, his body was buried for three days, right? And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. It says here that he spoiled principalities and powers. So you ever heard the term spoils of war? Amen. Amen. We're not talking about being spoiled like you spoiled your child, like you ruined your dish. We're not talking about that kind of spoil, like the milk sat out too long and got spoiled. We're not talking about that. We're talking about plundering. We're talking about taking away the stuff that used to belong to them, okay? Uh, the, um, the, the spo- the, to spoil, it means that you took it. You fought and you took it from them, right? When the people of Israel were um, were in bondage, when they were in captivity, it's because the nations that came against them took them. They won and took them and spoiled them. That's why Daniel and the so-called Hebrew boys who were in captivity because they were the spoils of war. Yes, right? And that's what the Lord has done. He spoiled the principalities and powers, right? He he did oh, he did what better than what Israel did in the 6-day war. In 1967, June 1967, all these Arab nations tried to wipe Israel out. Okay? you all going to have to look this up because y'all look at me like you never heard of it. <laughs> they tried to wipe them out, even Egypt, right, and Syria and different ones. And there was a war that lasted six days. Now, when I was in the military, we like to think that the six-day war was because of the equipment, the American equipment that they had. But you church folks know better, don't you? It's because the living God stood up for them. In six days, shall I do all my work? <laughs> He worked it out in six days, right? And, and, and when, they, when that war was over, Israel gained a lot of territory. They didn't start the war. They didn't start it, y'all. But they sure enough finished it. And they gained territory. Y'all going to have to look this up. They gained the West Bank, the Gaza Strip, Golan Heights, and Sinai Peninsula all the way up to the Suez Canal. They came a lot of terror. That was the spoils of war. And, this, and you know, and since then, Israel has conceded and gave some, some of that stuff back. But it was theirs to keep because they won it in battle. Yes, That's the spoils of war. What the Lord has done for us, when you say he spoiled principalities and powers, the principalities are those rulers, right? Those rulers, the, the small states, the small rulers. The powers are the emperors. But Jesus spoiled all that in the spirit, in the spirit realm. He spoiled all them. That's why he said in um, Matthew chapter 28, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. He said, I'm a bad dude. There's nobody like me. No one can touch this. I am in charge of everything. All right. He said, "I I have all the power. The devils, the devils were already trembling when he showed up. When the man Christ Jesus showed up, the, the demons got scared, right? And now it happens all over, okay? And so he spoiled the principal. So the principalities are the are, are the rulers of the small states, like if you were a prince, right? Like if um like if uh, if the queen the queen is like the queen of England is like a principality, a small state. Right? She's not a world ruler. Okay? But Nebuchadnezzar was like was a power. David was a power. Okay. Solomon was a power, you know, and they, they were they were they were like they were like emperors. Okay. Um, Napoleon tried to be a power. Hitler tried to be a power. Okay. Japan tried to be a power. All right. But they all got spoiled. They lost. Matter of fact, when the World War II was over, Germany got split in half because Russia, one of the winners, and the United States, one of the winners, um, kind of divided it up between them. I'm not saying that we ever owned Germany, but, you know, we were allies of, of Germans, okay? It was east-west, you know? Um, you know what happened to Japan after World War II? I'll tell you what happened. They they were they were under military law. General MacArthur was the um, was the head of state in Japan. Okay, they, for a time period they were under military l- rule. Okay, and so that's the spoils of war. You know, that's what happens when you start a fight and you lose. You give up something. You get spoiled. Okay, you get spoiled. The same way Jesus, take it back everything, everything that the devil and Satan thought he had, Jesus, would take it from him. Okay, Remember that same guy that was in Matthew chapter four and says, all, look at this, all these nations, I will, I'll give you all this stuff if you bow down and worship me. Jesus took it all. He can't give it, he can't give it now. Not that Jesus will ever bow down to him, but Jesus has it all. He has it all already. It was already his then. <laughs> and it's short of his now. But look what, here, uh, but look what it says here. All right? And so he spoiled them. He, uh, all the demons, all the devils. And you go to um, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at that real quick. Ephesians chapter 6. And, uh, and those people that you war against. Look what it says about them. states let's go to um, verse 10 chapter 6 verse 10 finally my brother be strong in the lord and the power of his might his might okay not your might not our might his might put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil the tricks the the strategy of the devil look what it says verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Jesus has defeated all that. Okay? And when you stand in his might, when you're dependent on his strength, and where you're submitted to him, you're defeated that too. It says we wrestle. Okay? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle in the natural. Right. But against these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and we win. We win. Why do we win? Because Jesus has already defeated them. Okay, you are winners. That's why you can be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm talking about the little brother who can't fight that well, has a big brother who's the baddest guy in the city. You hear what I'm saying? So the little brother can talk trash because he's standing in the might of big brother. And they ain't going to mess with little brother because they got to deal with the big brother. That's who we are. We're like the little brother. We're the little brother, the little sister with the big brother who can take on anybody. And so they know not to mess with us. If they mess with us, they got to deal with him. That's who you are. When they mess with you, they have to deal with the Lord Christ Jesus who has all the powers given unto him in heaven and in earth. He's already beat them. He already spoiled them. He already took from them their authority and their strength and their power. And, their, and, and so when, when the fear comes and when the shame comes, I heard a preacher talk about shame yesterday. When the fear comes and the shame comes and, 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 the, and the regret that you experience, Right? And, and, you know, and that feeling that you have, the conviction that you have when you're done wrong, right? All that stuff that Satan wants to use against you, and he wants to deceive you too, right? None of that stuff should work for you because you're in Christ Jesus. If If you have regret, if you have conviction, you know how to repent. You know how to go boldly to the throne of grace to receive forgiveness of sin, right? He's already paid for it. You might as well go back there and get it. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So so Satan's defeated. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So that's what we need to remember. We need to remind ourselves that we are the winners, that we are more than conquerors, that he is defeated. He was defeated by Jesus. And I may not have done that much. But I may not have done anything, but Jesus has done it for me. Amen. OK, he's done it for me. He's done it for you. He is the winner. And so when we go back to Colossians chapter 2, let me show you something here. I'll wait for you. Amen. Look what it says here. He says, verse 15, I'll read it again. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. (laughs) You know, openly, let all the world know, let all the spirits know, let everything that has breath know that Jesus has made a show. Everybody knows. Even the folks that claim they don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they know in their heart, somewhere deep inside them, they know this is true. And they suppress the truth. They have to suppress the truth. To resist this gospel. <coughs> yeah, I said it. They know it's right. Because this thing's revealed to all people. That's what the Bible says. And they have to suppress the truth. They have to suppress the truth to be a Muslim. They have to suppress the truth about Jesus to be Jehovah's Witness. They have to suppress the truth to be to be a Mormon and all these other things. They have to suppress the truth. It takes a lot of effort to suppress the truth, y'all. That's a lot of religion. And you got to work hard to suppress the truth. But the truth will not be suppressed forever, will it? Because one day, like it said in Philippians, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. One day, all these people who suppress the truth are going to have a realization that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let's get back here. So in verse 16 it says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of a holy day or a new moon or of the Sabbath days. In other words, don't let these religious folks get to you. You are complete in Christ Jesus. Oh, but see y'all don't do this because you're on the meeting on the wrong day. <laughs> and you 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 pork eaters, you swine eaters. You know? That ain't right. <laughs> uh huh. And all these other things that people try to add to the religion. Remember they they tried to get the Gentiles to get circumcised after they came to faith in Jesus Christ, right, to try to get them to get circumcised and try to get them to follow the law, the law that the Jews cannot keep. Matter of fact, Peter and Paul told those people, said, we can't keep it. Why should we try to make them keep it? It doesn't make sense. Peter, Peter was there at Cornelius' house when the Holy Ghost fell on, on, those, on those heathens bunch of heathens got saved when they heard the gospel and the Holy Ghost fell upon them, just like He did on the day of Pentecost. And He said, I perceive that the Lord has no respect to person. Well, what do you know, Peter? The Lord has no respect to person. In other words, He did it for us, He does it for them. And at some point, there's no more us and them, there's just all of us. right? right. But look what it says here. He says, don't let anybody mess with you concerning these things. You know, they're ridiculous. You know, if you look in Romans, Romans talks about how the person that keeps all that extra stuff are the weak ones. I'm not going to turn to because I turned to Romans and may not come out. (laughs) He said they're weak. All right. The ones that have these restrictions, they're weak. Right? He says, now don't he, in so many words, I'm gonna paraphrase it. Now, if they're weak, don't worry about that. <laughs> and if you're strong, don't worry about it. You know? Hey, you know some, some people have to do things on a certain day. Right. Some people have to have certain sacraments and rituals that they have to do. And it helps them to do that. Some people put these restrictions on themselves to help them. <laughs> now, now how do I know these things? Because we've been there, we've done that. There's still some restrictions I like to put on us. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging. those are deceived thereby are not wise. You know at least once a month I got to remind some of y'all. you know all the other stuff we're not gonna go into a whole lot of things. Amen. Stay off the weed, church folk. I don't care if it is legal or when it, or when it is legal. Stay off it. Amen. It, it is, a, it is a, a doorway drug, right? It does open the door to other things. And if you're doing it for recreation, one day it's not going to be enough. You're gonna need something stronger. But anyhow, we're not talking about those things right now. We're talking about this here, all right? So, so we're not gonna let the religious folk judge us because of what we do. In some places, we are the religious folk, because <clears throat> I got friends that smoke pipes. <laughs> they drink, they drink what they want to drink. They smoke pipes. They do all these other things, and they will look at me as the weak one, because I'm the one with the restrictions. Right. And then on the other side of that, got friends who can't do anything. Church folk can't do a thing. Can't even wear a wedding ring. Is that ridiculous? A ring to show that I'm married. I mean, it's almost universal that when you put this ring on your left hand that you're probably married. And there are church folk who can't even put on a ring. So I don't know where we fall in there. Sometimes I'm weak. Sometimes I'm strong. (laughs) Well, I'm sure enough saved either way. (laughs) Amen. All right. So all these things, right? Paul says there are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Let no man trick you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels. Intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. You know, um, you don't need, remember I told you how there are people who felt like we're not worthy to approach God, right? So they need an intercessor, they need a mediator, and so they pray to angels, and they pray to dead saints, you know, that's like those religions that pray to the ancestors, right? Right? So "Don't You don't need no. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. You hear what I'm saying? You pray to the Father. You don't pray to no angel. If the angel was talking to you, he would tell you to stop it. Yes, he would. He said, What's the matter with you? <laughs> Disciple falls before an angel. An angel says, get up from there. You not know, worship me. Get up from there. Right? And so we don't do that. We don't, we don't pray to the saints. The Bible says you are saints. Okay? And I'm certainly not going to pray to Mary. Come on. Stop that. I appreciate Mary, the mother of Jesus. I appreciate her, but she's not the mother of God. She's the mother of the man, Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. She's not the mother of God. And she didn't remain a virgin all her life. She had more children. Yes, Yes, she did. Okay, look what it says here. So we don't do that. And we don't, the Bible also talks about avoiding foolish and unlearned questions. There's some things that you don't know. and, And there's some things that we don't need to know. And there's some foolish questions that we can't answer. I don't know. I don't know that answer to that. It's okay to say I don't know the answer to that. This is what I believe about Jesus. I don't know the answer to that question. Don't call him foolish or dumb or anything like that. Okay? You know? And so we don't debate. We don't get in those arguments and things like that either. Right, look what it says here. And not holding the head... From which all the body by joints and bands have nourishment ministered and knit together increased with the increase of God. In other words, they go in all these other ways and not upholding Jesus. Okay, that's that's why the Mormons have another book. (laughs) That's why they, they claim that Jesus appeared here in the States. Well, here in North America. Amen. And and gave the guy more instructions other than the Bible. And when I read at the end of Revelation, it says, anybody add or subtract from this book, the curses come upon them. Right? So you don't, we don't need another testament. Okay? We have we have the, the Old Testament, the New Testament, we have it here, and the way is built and the way is done with the, the canon and the 66 books is enough. It is enough. Now, people are going to argue, and historians are going to argue about how it was put together and how they chose the books. I'm going to trust God, right? i will trust God for how it was put together and how those saints of old p- put their canon together and says these are the books that should be in there. These are the letters that should be in there. There's more than the four Gospels that was written, but they put these four in there. And I'm good with that. I wasn't part of the decision, but I, I'm okay with these four Gospels that's here. There's more letters than the letters that we have in the Bible. Other apostles wrote letters, too. I believe they all wrote letters because that was the social media of the day. Letter writing and hand-carried messages. I believe they, so they wrote letters, right? But these are the ones that we have. And this is good enough. Okay, and so what I'm saying is you don't need uh, you don't need something more special than the salvation that you have. You don't need a special knowledge that you have to achieve to have the salvation. Okay, you have Jesus. You are complete in him. Right. And so instead of upholding all these other things and and worshiping all this other stuff and upholding people. As equal with God. We should just be upholding Jesus. Amen. 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 Look at that. You know, because some, some folk have lifted themselves up. And that's the, that's the mistake that Lucifer did back in the day. He, he elevated himself. He said, I shall be like the most high. I shall be over the stars. And over the clouds and over all this and over all that. He lifted himself up. And that's what caused him to get his stuff thrown out of heaven. All right? And so only thing we lift up is Jesus. And we don't lift ourselves up. And we don't lift a man or a woman or a creature up like that either. Hear what we're saying? Jesus. It's the only one. And we bow down to him. Those boys, those so-called Hebrew boys, they were grown men. You know that, right? They might have been teenagers, but they were sure enough grown because they proved themselves to be men that day. When they said, oh, king, live forever. Uh, we're, we're, not, we're not careful how to answer you, uh huh. but um, our God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down anyway. Those men, I don't care if they were six years old. That was a six-year-old man. Of course, they was older than that. They was at least teenagers. Uh-huh. They were teenage men when they said, we're not going to bow down anyhow. When they told Daniel, you, they told Daniel, you can't pray. And Daniel three times a day opened his window and prayed. And they said, okay, Daniel's praying. And you told those folks not to pray. And they threw that man in the lines then. He was a dead man, so they thought. Can, and uh, can you imagine Daniel in the lion's den and, and sleeping, on, on, on the lion on under using a lion as a pillow, sleeping in the den? You know, another lion crawling up to him, keeping him warm. You know, stuff like that. That's too cool. But despite the fact, and then there's all the others who did not have that who did die, who were beheaded, beheaded, you know, who were hung, who were tortured, who went through all those things. There's a whole list of stuff over in Hebrews chapter 11 because they upheld Jesus. Right? Despite all the suffering and the rejection and everything they went through, they upheld Jesus. They did not hold anybody as high as he. All right? And so that's the thing. Uh, Okay, so let me read this to you. Wherefore, if ye were dead, you could put the if and put since. Since ye were dead with Christ from the rudiments, rudiments is the elementary education, the basics of the world. Why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to the ordinances? <coughs> Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men which things, have, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship and humility and neglecting the body not in, a, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh so there's some things that we do religiously just to please ourselves and satisfy our flesh So we could boast in ourselves and say, well, I did this and I did that and I did the other thing and I am more righteous than some. Okay. And you know what? You're no more righteous than the person next to you if you're in Christ. If you're in Christ and he's in Christ or she's in Christ, you're no more righteous than him or her. You might behave better. (laughs) All right. You might be a better citizen. You know, that's possible. You may stay out of trouble and this one can't help but get in trouble. You know? But you're no more righteous than they are. Because righteousness is of God and it is a gift. It was given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ, by what Christ has done. He's the righteous one. None of us are righteous. All None, none righteous, no, not one. Outside of Christ there's nobody righteous. So anyhow... All those rules and regulations and restrictions and the do nots and the legalism and the stuff is not going to make you better. Rules and the regulations are for the weak and the new person. If you're new to Christ, you know, we need to talk to you about doing certain things and not doing certain things because you don't know yet. But as you mature. As you grow in the Lord and as you become a mature Christian, we don't have to put a bunch of rules on you. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? Just like the baby boy, the baby girl, the young toddler needs rules and occasional spanking. Amen. Say amen in here. Amen. Right? They need something. They need a little discipline. And as they mature and as they grow older, they don't need as much. Well, they shouldn't need as much. They should not need as much. Okay? They shouldn't need as much. You shouldn't have to tell a grown man how to cross the street. You shouldn't have to tell him unless there's another issue. You know, everybody's not healthy. Everybody's not healthy in the body and in the mind and in the psyche and stuff like that. Everybody doesn't have the same health, Right? And so, people who don't have the same health or the same maturity, they need a little help. Amen. All right? But if you're in Christ and you're maturing in Christ, as you mature, as you grow older, not older, but in time, but as you mature and become a an dealt up in the Holy Ghost in God, right? You, you need less of the do nots and do nots and things and the cautions and the stuff because you know not to do things. I know not to touch the hot pot without a pot handle. I know not to do that because of experience. And as you experience more in Jesus, you learn how to do things. You learn what to avoid and you learn what to do. You learn how to pray. You learn how to resist the devil. You learn that, that all, this, all the temptations, there's a way of escape for all those temptations and things like that. You learn those things and you choose, hopefully you choose the right way. Amen? So all those restrictions, all that legalism and all that circumcising and all that stuff, you don't need all that to be saved. And you don't need all that to stay saved. What you need to do is walk in him. Walk in the light. Okay? You need to stay in Christ Jesus, follow him, do what he asks you to do, do what he tells you to do. Okay, that's what you need. Amen. And then you don't need all this other stuff, all this man-made, satisfying my flesh kind of stuff. Okay, if, if I could save myself, I would have been saved. Actually, I probably wouldn't. Because you know what I would do? I would wait. I would wait. And I will sow my wild oats and then get saved if I can save myself. But guess who cannot save himself? This guy. Can't do it. I have a need. and Only Jesus can meet that need. And I thank God that he got me while I was young. Thank you, Jesus. I was a sweet 17-year-old boy about to get in trouble, and the Lord got me. I'm so grateful, so grateful, so grateful. Amen. Yes. Amen. And however old you were when you came to Christ, you thank God yes. that he didn't delay <laughs> and that you, got, that you had the opportunity and you came through him. Amen. Yes. All right. So that's enough for right now. We're going to go on further. But what we're saying, I reiterate, I say it over again. I'll be redundant. I'm re- ridiculous. You're complete in Christ. Yes. Don't let somebody tell you you need something else. Don't let those religious folk talk you out of it. You have Jesus, and that's enough. It's more than just song lyrics. You are complete in him. Come on, let's stand together. I want you to say this after me. You know where I'm going. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I have great worth apart from my performance. Because Christ gave his life for me. He imparted great value to me. I am deeply loved. I am fully pleasing. I am totally forgiven. I am accepted, approved, and complete in Christ Jesus. Come on, let's give Jesus a hand, everybody. Glory to God. I'm complete in Christ Jesus, y'all. I'm lacking in so many other areas, but in him I'm complete. Amen. Wasn't much of a student, wasn't much of an athlete, wasn't much of this, wasn't much of that. But in him I'm complete. So I lacked a lot of this and a lot of that, but in him I'm complete. I lack nothing when it comes to my relationship with the Lord amen, because of what he's done for me, not because I'm so good, because I'm not good at most, but I'm complete in him, because he's made me complete in him, amen, if you're not complete in him, you could be, um, you need to be saved, you need God to save you, just for the asking, just for the asking, he's done all the work. He's done all the work. If you're here today and you don't know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you want to know him, just trust him. Trust him. That's the first step. Believe in him. You heard the gospel. Believe in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Believe in him. He'll do, he's done all the work. He'll handle all your business. He'll look out for you. He'll give you the salvation. His right standing. Your sins will be forgiven. Amen? Amen. And when you have trouble, because life is but a few days and full of trouble, and when you have trouble, he's the one that's going to help you through the troubled time. He'll provide a way for you. He has everything you need. And if you don't have it today, we encourage you to come. If you're here today and you desire prayer for some other reason, we want you to come. Let us pray with you. We have this access. We have this privilege. We have this authority To go before the throne of God. You and I have it as believers. We have it. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. He's the mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He's our intercessor. Amen. He teaches us to pray. He tells us we need to pray. Come on now. So if you have an issue, we're going to believe God with you. Whatever you need today, the Lord has it. You may be seated, and while we pray for these who are coming.